Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music, episode 15. Sorry, it's a little bit late this week. I've had a very, very busy week with lots of external things going on, so I must apologise. Uh, this week we're going to first of all say hello, big shout out to people who've joined the podcast, there's been another 15 people who've subscribed to the Podbean um, podcast which is really cool, so they're Podbean people so welcome. I'd like to welcome all those people who've joined us on Facebook, there's been another 10 people join us up on Facebook and like the page which is fantastic and I want to thank all of those wonderful people who've jumped onto the website and gotten a hold of the most recent support documents for podcast number 14. That was a very popular one so I'll make sure that I throw a few more things like that your way over the coming weeks. Uh, this week I've been starting my year 12 course again as we go back around. Those of us who are doing uh, music to an extension have got to go back around again and of course we do a whole range of music um, but one of the things that we do do is additional topics and is having a discussion recently about our additional topics because we have everything in New South Wales from medieval and romantic right sorry medieval and renaissance right through to music of the last 25 years so one of the most popular components of course is doing music from 1900 to 1945 and one of the most popular composers we tend to see a lot of is Stravinsky and I was having a chat to a, a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about how to actually handle coping with doing the two topics in class and I said well I flip Stravinsky so that has brought me to today's podcast which is flipping the right so the way that I tend to do Stravinsky there's so many wonderful resources online made by so many wonderful people uh, really good quality resources uh, so I tend to use those ones so what I've got for you this week is my process for flipping the right of spring so being a bassoonist of course the right of spring is one of my most favorite works and one that I absolutely love studying and the more I study it the, the more amazing it becomes and I know there's a lot of other teachers out there that are of the same opinion about the right of spring it teaches you so many fantastic compositional devices in a very short period of time now my students will do the first two movements so they'll do the opening and the dance of um, youths and maidens so that's kind of where my resources stop, uh, my annotated resources and things. However, the entire score is available to you. So first of all, what I'm going to go through is the document that I actually give to a group of students. So um, what I do is I give them this document uh, and it's called Flipping Stravinsky, Flipping the Rod of Spring. And in the document, it gives them a series of activities to follow. Now, I tend to use Thomas Goss. I have spoken of him before from orchestration online he is just an amazing um, educator and he's created some extraordinary videos that are only 20 minutes long so not very long for the students to watch on their own and he talks about the right of spring and he analyzes it now so far it's in five parts I only actually use the first two in my class I use the first one in its entirety and I use the second one from 14 minutes to the end um, I actually haven't done any more than that because we only do the first two sections. However, if you are looking at doing more or different parts of Stravinsky, then those resources will be very useful for you. 
as I said, they're only 20 minutes long. So far, there's five parts. I know there's another part coming about playing the Rite of Spring. So um, it's really good background material and, and you find kids will go and watch it regardless uh, of what you say to them. So it's good to sort of steer them in the right direction. So the way my document works is that I ask the students to get a clean copy of the score of which I provide them in the document itself. Um, I also get them to watch the first video of Thomas talking about the orchestration and talking about the uniqueness of the orchestration. I give them some activities to do, there's some questions like of the five flute players who's got the most significant part and why. Now these are all things that Thomas talks about so it's basically me just asking them questions to bring their attention to specific parts of that video. Things like what's significant about the bassoons, why are the five prominent woodwinds and what are they supposed to convey? Uh, why is there no need for a bass trombone? Just various questions that he asks or he comments on. I've plucked a few things that I want the students to pay attention to. After that, the very next section in the document is um, uh, I ask them to watch the rest of the analysis, make some notes, because it talks about the percussion section, about how there's two timpani players and there's five percussionists in total, four or five, six, six percussionists in total. So um, there's two timp players, four percussionists, so it's an interesting, interesting one. I then asked them to obtain a copy of the Rite of Spring scoring. Now, this is just a page straight out of, um, I think it was Meet the Music or it might have been the Stravinsky SSO package. It's available online, freely available online. So I've grabbed that copy of that table, which basically goes through the names of the instrumentation and they have to complete the table. It's just good for them to look at different um, elements of uh, way instruments are written down in different languages. Uh, then I asked them to watch the next part of Stravinsky's, uh, sorry, next part of Stravinsky reading the right two from 14 minutes because he recaps and does a bit of history in the first 14 minutes. So the last six, last 12 minutes or so is more analytical content. Then I asked them to get a copy of the analysis of Stravinsky. Now there is uh, two on there in the in the folder I'll provide for you. The first is called the analysis of Stravinsky, which again is from the SSO package. So again, freely available online. The second one is an annotated version of the score with me speaking. Now, when you open the PDF, you click on the audio bubbles, there's little audio speakers, and when you click on it, it takes a while to load. So make sure that you do wait uh, for it to load. Don't think that it's broken. Uh, it does take a little while for it to access the audio first time around. Second time around, it's much easier. But I've got on the score little annotated bubbles uh, commenting about the things that I've noticed with that score and then there's an actual annotation, a verbal annotation of me talking about what's written in front of the students and I've got things boxed and various other stuff. So you will find that very, very useful. And then so the students then make a study summary. Now in the folder that I provide there also will be a study template. This is a template that I use for my students when preparing a work for study. So what we do is we identify the core pieces of material. Now because Stravinsky is such a large work, I've provided a, a what's called a blank template um, with no support. So if you were studying just the first movement, then you might have, uh, four, I think there's three or four pieces of core material that are used just in that first movement. If you're studying the second movement, then like the dancer used in Maidens, then you'll might only, I think there's only three, three or four pieces as well. So the core material might only have four pieces. That you identify but what you do is you identify the core material and you draw the actual quotes in the bubble where it says quotes 
and then you talk about the quote itself, you describe the quote, and then underneath the development of those quotes. And so that's where you start to highlight the development of the specific quotes that you've got above. And that I find is the best way for students to learn and be able to glean the information they need for essays or for musicology comparisons or whatever. The very last thing is a comparison uh, essay for them to try. It's a 20 minute essay on the mandatory and additional. That's for New South Wales kids. You can actually, if you're not in New South Wales and you're from another state or another country, you can just ask the students to compare this work to one that they have studied, uh, another work they have studied to see what happens. So it's just a good little uh, process for them to follow. Uh, I'll be providing you a Google link on the website. It's a link for a folder that exists in my podcast stream. And in that Google folder has all of the things I've just said. There's the annotated score. There's the analysis. There is the uh, document, the study summary. There's the um, scoring document, which I've also put in the uh, booklet, which is called Flipping the Rite of Spring. Now, I find that I will come back to discuss various components. So I set the students tasks. I say to them, you must complete step one by this time. And once they've finished it, we have a discussion in class for maybe 10, 15 minutes. So that's and just to make sure they're on the right track, check out what they've worked out, what they've gleaned from it, and then they move on from there and you set the next task or the next step. Some students, as you know, might just rock it off and do all of it on their own, and that's fine. They can do that. There's no loss, no harm, okay? Um, but it's a good way to do the Stravinsky. I think it's there's a lot of information there for them to have to glean. It teaches them how to structure power sentences. So... I think, um, or what somebody recently said to me, vocab-rich sentences, which is pretty much the same thing, but I think kids like the term power sentences. Uh, so I, hope you, I think you'll find it to be very useful. So do pop on over to the website. It is in the access area, so you will need to sign in uh, again, but it's a link to the Google Drive document, and in that has all of the, uh, in the folder. And there's also a, a Google Doc on there that it says links worth noting, so as I find more support and more links worth noting or kids send me things or, you know, Thomas put some more stuff up, I'll add it to that Google Doc. So you'll be able to get your hands on that as well. So I hope that um, that gives you some cool ideas about how to flip Stravinsky in your classroom. And for those of you that are doing the right, uh, any of these processes, you can have a look at it and any of the setups and the processes I've used, be feel free to use them on any work that you're doing and anything you want to flip. Um, it's just a really cool way of getting kids to own some of their own analysis rather than spoon feeding, which is what sometimes we find kids want these days. This way it gives them a reason to, to have to focus on things themselves. Alrighty, everybody, don't forget, jump onto the website, clarissacustommusic.com.au. That's K-L-E-R-R-I-S-A, custommusic.com.au and grab your um, entry into the access area. Don't forget, if you're not a member of the access area, don't fear, just register. All you require to give is an email address. All I do with the email address is it's linked up to my um, mail out, so every time I put a post on my website, you get an email. It's that simple. It usually happens once a week, so I don't um, send out things to you unless there's some sort of post coming from the website. Alrighty, everybody, so until next week, have a gorgeous week and we will talk to you soon. Bye for now. For more tips and tricks, head on over to clarissacustommusic.com.au.